Hello, I'm Janie and welcome to Suddenly Solo. This is my podcast all about my journey to rediscovering myself and reimagining my life as a solo parent. Um, I do record this at home, so if you hear dogs snoring or barking, that is why. And if you wish to connect with me, I would love to chat with you. You can find me on Instagram at magicandmedicine underscore or over at magicandmedicine.co.nz. Thanks for listening. beautiful how are you how is your day going um I didn't have anything to say last week so I didn't record anything and um I thought that I would just have a little chat to you about what's been happening um I handed in my book completed um well complete as completed as it can be for now uh and it's in its first edits which is so exciting um nerve-wracking to have someone reading your work and looking at it critically to see what can be removed and what needs to be added to and what needs to be rearranged and also alongside that we're also moving into the phase of looking at graphics you know for the book cover and the kind of graphics um that I want and the fonts and all of that sort of thing for inside the book because I want I want it to be beautiful in the inside too like with little sort of botanical motifs or magical motifs inside the book and charts and you know just things like that um I love books that have little extra touches um I would love the book to be hard covered uh I don't know if that's possible but if I can I think that would be wonderful um with like one of those little ribbons attached in the binding for bookmarks that would be cool too like (laughs) again don't know if that's possible but um, it's exciting to see something that you've worked really hard on and that's been such a push out of your own comfort zone start to, to become a reality because even though I was doing the book and I was actively working on the book and creating the book and all of that sort of thing and talking with the publishers, I just, it didn't feel real and it still, to an extent, doesn't feel real. Um, and I guess until I start seeing the book really take shape as we move through each editing process, that it will be like, oh my God, it's an actual thing. It's an actual book. Um, very exciting. And I just wanted to talk a little bit about that. Like, why did I decide to write a book? And what is the book about? And all of that sort of thing. And so... Um, in essence, a little, a little backstory, um, when I was younger, as in childhood and early teenage years, I loved imagination, I loved myth, I loved fairy tales, um, I was always being given books on mythology and fairy tales because I, I loved it and that was my favorite thing to spend hours in the library checking out books on you know Arthurian legends and um stories from other cultures and Greek mythology I loved those anything with like kind of hero journey type thing I I loved absolutely adored it and 
So I spent a lot of time reading and one of my favorite, favorite authors was L.M. Montgomery and she is a Canadian author. Um, you might know her from uh, books like Anne of Green Gables. And so my grandmother had the whole collection and many a happy childhood today was spent with these old books um, of my grandmother's and reading all the different stories. She was quite a prolific writer was um, L.M. Montgomery. And I feel like there's like 20-ish books, maybe. And um, I'm still lucky to have them all. I inherited them after my grandmother passed. And because they were so beat up, I, I rebound them. Um, got, you know, this beautiful fabric um, covers made for them and got them all rebound so that they will hopefully last another 100 years or so. Because I think, yeah, they're 102 years old now, <laughs> these books. Um, that I have and they, they are one of my most treasured possessions. Anyway, if you've ever read Out of Green Gables or any of her other work, you will notice that in addition to having characters, um, people characters, she also describes the landscape, trees, ponds, fields, flowers, um, forests, etc. As, as they almost become their own characters within the book. Um, they are really key components to the story, these landscapes. And I believe that reading these books, coupled with my love of imagination and story and mythology, really led me to going down that animist pathway of believing that everything has a divine spark of life within it and that nature and plants and trees and rocks and rivers and water and, and dirt all is vibrant living beings you know that need to be treasured and looked after just as much as human life and animal life um you know that sort of thing and I, I really do believe these books helped nurture and develop this animist spark within me and then as I moved into uh teenage years I kind of still loved the the folk tale the fairy tale the mythology but I started getting into reading um occult sort of books uh books on witchcraft and different spiritualities Buddhism um different indigenous cultures around the world like I was always always reading and trying to expand and that kind of developed and influenced a lot of my thought processes but I've always been the person that's drawn to I just kind of call it witchy woo-ness like <laughs> herbs plant medicine crystals oracle cards tarot cards incense um energy healing sound healing um that kind of more I guess alternative side of life that is to me that is that is the stuff that lights me up that's what makes life feel magical for me um and I feel like that combined with that love of mythology and mythic imagination has really given me this perspective of of joy and always awe and wonder and reverence for life all around me anyhow as I moved into an adult you know I got married had a family had children I've got four of them right 
that busyness of life, the mundane routine stuff took over and I kind of lost my spirituality, which was really, really strong. I want to say up to around the age of 18, 19. Um, And then I kind of let it fall away because I had quote unquote adult things to do. Still loved this sort of stuff, but just didn't practice anything. You know, I went from having daily rituals and prayer and sound healings and you know, all of this sort of thing and, and, and reading cards every single day of my life to nothing, <laughs> nothing at all, really. Um, unless I was reading, I think that was the only thing I kind of carried through in my, in my sort of adulthood, um, young mum years was I would still read the books and I would love, um, watching documentaries or movies or TV shows that kind of portrayed this sort of imagery, but I didn't really practice anything in my day-to-day life. I didn't, didn't collect crystals, I didn't do tarot, didn't do any of that. Um, <clears throat> and I kind of just let it fall away. Now, as my children got older, then I started picking things up. You know, I studied aromatherapy and then I later on um, studied permaculture and, and naturopathy and herbal medicine. So those interests were still there and I was still looking for them and I was cultivating I guess the practical skills but again that spiritual side that kind of thing that that essence I wasn't practicing and it wasn't until um my marriage fell apart and I found myself in a very depressed state that I realized I needed to discover who I was again and I've spoken about that before um discovering who you are and putting time and effort into finding that out, um, being alone has been such a massive, massive gift. And it's something that I, I'm not really overly keen to give up. I am so enjoying, excuse me, um, just time to myself and time to really, I guess, deep dive into who I am because I didn't know who I was after the divorce. I was like, if I'm not a wife, who am I? If I'm not actively cheering this other person on, who am I? Like, what do I do? And I had to sit down and think, you know, once I'd got my sort of mental health in order, I was like, okay, what lights me up? What makes me happy? And I couldn't think of anything, you know, aside from my kids, what made me happy? And I was like, well, (laughs) you can't build your life around your children. That's a recipe for disaster because when they grow up, you know, you're either going to be one of those really Klingon mums, overly protective, or you're going to be devastated when they leave home. So choose something else. And I was really drawing blanks. And it wasn't until I thought, okay, what made me happy as a child? I started thinking about all these things that I loved, all the storytelling, all the mythology. I started thinking about how happy I would be as a teenager to just go into a metaphysical shop and look for crystals and ferret out amazing books and burn incense at home and create my own rituals and how I could just spend hours upon hours getting lost into that whole metaphysical world and how happy that made me. And I was like, right, time to dive back into this, time to pick it up, time to make this practice, you know, this spirituality a daily practice again. And that's what I did right? And it really started bringing back, I feel like almost calling back the pieces I gave away of my soul, of myself, of my essence back to me and started knitting back, sewing up those pieces that I lost and, um, and calling, calling my power back, calling 
my ability to be happy and not anxious and to be in flow and joyous and in awe of everything and it really changed me diving into my spirituality I became not only was I loving the world more and I was able to sit with myself in silence with no distractions and be okay not feel panic not feel anxiety not feel um like I needed a distraction uh, <laughs> needed a distraction or needed someone else to validate me um how many people can't sit with themselves or entertain themselves like they need that external influence or they need some distraction or somebody to be with them because when we give pieces of of ourselves away when we don't nurture ourselves it's terrifying to be alone it's a really scary thing and the more I leaned into my spirituality the more I was able to do this right to enjoy my own company and to to really relish being alone um but also at the same time I noticed the way I was interacting with people was completely different I wasn't interested in surface level gossiping I wasn't interested in that superficial thing I wasn't interested in trying to fit in anymore um and then I started building real genuine connections with people and attracting the most beautiful souls into my life I have such wonderful friends now um and they are people that I genuinely want to cheer on and, and, and spend time with. And so as I saw myself developing and changing, um, I kind of started writing last lockdown, last March, like what, what my spiritual practices are, what were the things that I was doing that were helping to rebuild me. I was kind of thinking if I wrote it down, it would be a cute little thing to maybe give my kids um, to have made up into a little booklet or something and give it to the kids so that if they ever, or when they, because they will, um, have their own speed bumps in life, they would have like a kind of, well, what did mum do, you know? And if I wasn't around, then that would be doubly important. So that's what I kind of thought. And I started writing this all down and then um, Erica, my coach, uh, shout out to Erica, the queen of confidence. She kind of really encouraged me to go for it because she was writing her book at the time. She was like, no, you have a story and you, you have, um, an experience to tell and you could help so many other women who perhaps feel like they've lost themselves and need to tune back into who they are and find their road back home to self. So you should make it into a book. And then here we go. I found the publisher, started creating it in earnest as a real book and setting out the chapters. And so my book is really a little bit of a self-help book, a little bit witchy-woo. It's kind of my story woven through it, what happened to me, but also more importantly, um, how I, what, what were the things that I did on the daily and continue, like this is something I still do, what were the spiritual practices that really helped me to knit myself back together and to heal and to come back, I believe, better and stronger. Like, I think I am such a much nicer, um, much nicer person, more, I guess, well-rounded and evolved because I've had these experiences and I, it gave me, that breaking me apart broke me open and it gave me you know, for a while there, I was in so much anger and so much pain and so much bitterness, right? 
once I was able to move past that, and don't get me wrong, those moments do still come up, depending on what's happening in my life. I might have a little flare up um, of bitterness or anger, but they pass really quickly. And that was very quickly replaced with compassion and empathy and understanding. And I would much rather be in that state than in a state of, I mean, you think about when you're really full of rage or full of bitterness or jealousy. It, it, I don't know about you, but for me, in my stomach, in my core, I feel it. I feel like the heat and the sort of acidity. And I just, it's ick. It's a, it's a toxic feeling. That's the best word for it. it. It feels toxic in my body. And it makes me pity and small and kind of lashing out at people because if I'm in pain, other people should recognize my pain. And if they don't, then perhaps I should make them feel pain. You know, that you start getting into that spiral. It's not a nice space to be. And I'm really grateful to have been able to find these practices again and start healing that so that... I could move out of that and move into compassion and I guess a loving detachment and and into a space where truly as much as I love and care for everybody I am a priority myself is a priori- priority now um, and I think that's a real gift as as mothers we do lose parts of ourselves because you love something so much your children are like your heart pieces of your heart outside of your body and you want to make life good for them sometimes so well in my experience I felt like I gave you give so much in energy into filling them up you forget to fill yourself up right and the same with your partners perhaps or other family members friends even jobs if you've got a job you're really passionate about so this is what I'm hoping when people pick up my book it'll help not inspire you to be exactly like what I do but to kind of use it as a a, a, um, a jumping off point um, so you can go oh yeah cool so you might not like the rituals and the ideas that I lay, lay out but perhaps in reading it it might spark an idea of something that's more your flavor and just I'm hoping women will read it and it will encourage them to create their own spiritual practices their own finding their own way back home to self. It's also been such a massive, massive lesson in stepping into fear and the unknown because it's you're being vulnerable, you're sharing yourself and you're going to open yourself up to people who don't like what they read, who have criticism, um, maybe even disdain for what you've written. And that's scary. And... It's a great lesson in, yeah, feeling the fear, doing it anyway, and being okay with things if it doesn't work out the way you want, and being learning to be okay with other people's opinion, because other people's opinions are other people's opinions. They're not yours. They're not uh, a universal truth. <laughs> they are just an opinion, and our opinions, all of our opinions, are based on our life experiences, the way we have how the way we feel our emotions our upbringing our lifestyles our beliefs they all color the way we see the world and so opinions they're not really something we can put 
great faith in stock in is because they're they're interchangeable and they depend you know that person may think your work is a heap of shit or that you're a bad person or whatever based on their life experiences right now but had they been raised differently had they had different experiences maybe they would love what you've written or love the person that you are you know so it can all chop and change so quickly and um yeah I just I'm very excited to have this book put out in the world I haven't got a time frame yet so I can't tell you when to expect that it to be available on Amazon and um to be able to order it off the website but it is an exciting process and I wanted to share all this with you so you can kind of understand why I wrote the book and what I'm hoping it will do but also to encourage you I am sure there is a project whether it's big or small that you have been thinking about doing and this is just to encourage you to do it um and if it's not a project maybe the project is you coming back home to yourself maybe the project is you rediscovering who you are or giving yourself the gift of more time to do things that you love or the gift of investing in yourself you know perhaps there's a course that you wanted to take or some therapies that you wanted to try or modalities that you want to try do it um you will not regret I don't think you can regret putting in time and effort into yourself because it'll help you grow it will potentially help you heal and it will teach you something right so I just wanted to encourage you to go forth and do the things the people that I look at that I admire the most I've got a friend that's moving um her family and her entire family young children and all are moving to Europe after being based in America I can't even imagine how much work and effort that must be taking logistically. But I just, the adventures her family are going to have, the growth she is going to have, it's a beautiful thing and I'm inspired by her. I have another friend who recently quit a job that just wasn't working for her anymore. She doesn't know if that's the best thing to do or not, but she's following her heart and you can't go wrong when you do that it's so exciting to watch other people do these things that lights them up and I I know other women that haven't put time and effort into themselves and have kind of put all their all their energy and effort into their their partners and their families and now that they're um in the later stage of life don't really have anything that lights them up anymore that are kind of judgy and and a little bit jaded and bitter I want to say um and I don't want to be like that or one person in particular kind of lives more in fear-based mindset everything is a negative and I I just I want to get to the end of life right or the old the sort of older end of life and just be so full of joy for everything I've done and not going oh I should have sort of should have seized the moment should have tried that opportunity um yeah I want to live life what's that saying like I want to come to the end of my life and be all well used up like have sucked all the juice out of life because I've had so much fun with it and tried all the things I want to be like that (laughs) um so go try the things go do the things go light yourself up 
go do the things that make your heart go pitter patter and your soul just leap with joy um take care and i'll talk to you again soon